Hey everyone, this is Phil and Lola of the Capes and Lunatics podcast. You're listening to Into the Night, the the Moon Knight podcast. Welcome back, loony listeners. You are listening to Into the Night, the Moon Knight podcast. This is, this is episode 273, and you are with your high priests of Conchu, Rebecca and Ray. Hi. Hey, Rebecca. Hey, how are you hey. going? Yeah, I haven't spoken to you for a while. No, it's been, it's been weeks, ages. Months, weeks, yeah. <laughs> No, but uh, loony listeners, we're here uh, again to now get to, to talk about episode one of Disney Plus's Moon Knight TV show. Uh, this is a Moon and Stars segment. So this will be uh, basically Rebecca and, and I, um, our reaction to the episode. Uh, we get to discuss stuff. We get to unshackle yeah. Rebecca finally a little um, bit yeah <laughs> a, a little, <laughs> true um after having released our spoiler free review for episodes one to four uh as always a big thank you to our patronies so a big shout out to the likes of drew tombs and daniel doing uh both patronies and drew uh being a, a fantastic musician tombs and lurk music um are his monikers and daniel doing with fringe night his comic book creation also clz comics by collectors and dreamland comics from schoenberg illinois um so yeah rebecca um we are here it's going to be a shortish episode so the idea is actually we'll release another one uh, shortly after the weekend with loony feedback i thought just give yeah. the loonies a bit of time to drop in their thoughts uh, on our social media post or send in a voicemail if you can uh, and there'll be a panel um with us and, and a few other loonies and we'll get to go through all our reactions uh and and as well as yours uh loony listeners um but yes uh rebecca yeah this here we are um <laughs> i know it's crazy like it's, it feels like it's been like Four years in the making or something. It has. Well, I got reminded uh, online, someone was saying, I was just reading some comments here and there, like it was August 2019, we got the announcement that the TV show was, uh, we. A special <laughs> guest star. Special guest. Don't see um, Larky very often. No. Is that a, is that a, a good omen, I wonder? Yeah, let's see. For, I for hope so. <laughs> but 2019. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, the fish. We'll get to that. <laughs> But 2019, it does yeah. seem like yonks ago. Uh, that was when it was announced. It I mean, was... it takes a while. And obviously yeah. the pandemic slowed everything down in terms of, I mean, it bumped all the Marvel films and that, like, what, almost a year? So, mm -hmm. that I mean, that almost certainly had a knock-on effect. Um, but it also gave them a bit more time for it, I guess. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah ex exactly. Um, but we're here now, and uh, we are looking at episode one, Released, of yeah. course, March 30th this year, 2022, The Goldfish Problem. Um, now, this was oh, – oh, Rebecca, I did actually take a photo of uh, stuff. I don't know. Did you manage to get the, the credits and all, all that? I photo? only looked – I only took the credits of the advisors. Okay. I no worries. Do them. I did. No. I did check that I can take screenshots with myself. Well, and I, can, so. I've got a. I've got a screenshot already of the cast, but I know directed by Muhammad Dayeb for this. Um, this particular episode, 
uh, written by, was it Jeremy Slater, Rebecca? I did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, Jeremy Slater penned this one as well. And then we have the cast. Look, uh, there is a handful of them. Uh, I'm just going to say Oscar Isaac, of course, as Moon Knight, Mark Spector, Stephen Grant, Ethan Hawke as Arthur Harrow, uh, the voice of F. Murray Abraham makes an appearance as the voice of Konshu, for those that may not know who that voice or what that yeah. voice was. Uh, you actually saw him in, you know, in the hallway. Uh, Kareem El Hakim as the country performer, and I mean there are a few more here. Donna from the the gift shop, uh, Lucy Thackeray. So yeah, and we um, heard May's voice as uh, Layla. Oh, we did. Yes, we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. May Kalamawa. Yeah, we did hear yeah. her voice. You're right. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it, it's uh. Actually, before we get started, Rebecca, then what we're going to do? Obviously, they're the kind of the details, the the spotty details that we've yeah. we've sprinkled for you. Now, what I thought we'd do, Rebecca, would do this in two ways, two segments. One's called the curve, the smooth bit, like, yeah. you know, what happened during the show. Let's talk about that. That's fun. And then I've got the pointy end, which is I wanted to address and acknowledge that, okay, we have this thing and we have this thing that you probably heard from our spoiler-free review that we both love and so did Noel as well, but acknowledge as well that there may be some sticking points or some pointy ends. Yeah. That's very much Ray's idea, but I think it actually works. It's like, let's address yeah. some of the things people might have issues with. Um, yeah, at least, at least, um, uh, at least highlight them. You know, at least yeah. like say, yeah. okay, this this is what may be a potential yeah. Yeah. Yeah, thing. So, um, yeah, Rebecca, where where do you want to where do you want to? Well, I want to start with the goldfish problem. Yeah. I want to start with the, <laughs> I think what a, what a title. I mean, like, even if yeah. this had leaked, we would have no idea what it means. Except it often refers to like the, the whole picture when they put that poster up yesterday mm. of like while yeah. I was asleep. How dare they? Of uh. the goldfish in a blender, it represents a stressful <laughs> situation. That's what it's right. misrepresented. And okay. also, obviously, the goldfish problem is losing is is lack of memory generally. Like, you know, because yes, everyone jokes about goldfish. So so there are some nice little um Love it. having thought about it, there are some nice touches to him having a pet goldfish. Yeah. I've already joked with Ray about his son's name being within <laughs> yes, yes. us, the one finned wonder. One finned wonder. Uh, yeah. I who love is now that. Gus the two finned wonder. Um, yeah, and like, you know, uh, so. what did he say? He said, "If you're Gus, I'm the Queen of Sheba." I'm the Queen of Sheba, <laughs> which is another nice ancient thing. But it is an old. Yeah. It is something that, like, we that my grandparents used to say, like, "If so, so I'm the Queen of Sheba." It does. So it is a genuine that. phrase. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Whether British or not, I don't know. I just know that I've. It didn't seem weird to me because I've heard people say it. But mm-hmm. I did look. Whatever I, whatever else I can say about Mark, at least he went to buy a replacement goldfish. Yes, yes. You know, I like, mean... he's, a, he's a good guy, really. He either doesn't want to be caught out or... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in which case he's a terrible observation. Yes. It, <laughs> and, I mean, be glad he didn't try and chop a fin off. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and I guess the goldfish was the first inkling that we got of when when Stephen recognizes the goldfish has got two fins that yeah. something isn't right. Something's I mean, of course that's right. unraveled later on that he's two days late for his date, that sort of thing. But um it's a, it's a nice little way to I don't know. I thought it was a, I thought it was a very classy way of showing it and also showing mm. how Mark could have had to cover up as someone who's dad bought them many replacement hamsters growing up (laughs) Um, yeah yeah. and and my sister had like a whole row of uh cuddly bunnies called bunny number one bunny number two yeah because of awful tragedies that befell them um you know yeah really bad but like so 
I, I like to think Gus 2 is, is firmly in my heart. Yeah, and, and it is a, like a, a serious little moment for Stephen because it, it spins him out. And so he goes to the gift shop, uh, the fish shop, and he tries to explain that this fish has, I don't know why he didn't check the date earlier, <laughs> like, you know, you know, with the date on his phone. Maybe he's, or, you know, he's he had a pretty bad dream. Yeah, tr- true, exactly. He was a pretty bad dream. His goldfish grew back a fin. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think dates were the first thing on his mind. True. And, and listen, like you know. sorry, I've, I've listened some, or, or Rebecca and I, you know, you and I know of uh, some reviews, like that podcast do of episodes. So you, you can't. There was the other thing I did want to talk about, though, um, yeah. was the opening scene. Because when we first oh, saw yeah. it, I was yep. like, properly uh icked out by it mm, um, yeah yeah and uh just it was such a nice cold open like to go to start with the antagonist yeah i think it, i'm it, gonna it, keep calling him an antagonist i mean you know just because yeah. um but it's really interesting because of course like the breaking the glass in in a handkerchief is what we do at jewish weddings Oh wow! So, it was just okay. like, so like when we first saw it, I was like before I, we before he got his shoes out, I was like, "All oh, right, we're doing a little Jewish nod." Yeah, it's it's oh. supposed to be you do it for. I guess it's one of the most famous things about Jewish weddings is that you do it, and the man smashes the glass, and everyone mm-hmm. says Mazel Tov. It's 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 a reminder that even in the most joyous of occasions, there is you should remember the sorrow. Okay, of, right. Obviously, that's not why uh, Harrow is putting glass in his shoes, but uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, what an introduction it, to your antagonist, was, though, is like he will yeah. re-put broken glass in his shoes. Yeah, and, and you're right. It is a cold opening, and you don't really – I mean, nothing is really mentioned of it later, but you're just kind of left wondering – I was left wondering, you know, in the subsequent scenes of Harrow, oh, he's got bits of glass in his shoe. Yeah. <laughs> he must be pretty <laughs> okay. uncomfortable. I, no wonder uh, he's not running after Mark. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why um, he's got the walking stick, you know, yeah, all that yeah. sort of stuff. But, so, like uh, – yeah. What the friend I was watching it with was saying, oh, it's clearly a religious zealot. So obviously it did yeah. read that way to, to people straight away. Well, I, I watched it with Eve, and, and Eve is not your typical, well, she's not a comic book uh, reader. But uh, Eve, and look, I'm going to say it now. <laughs> I'm going to try to quote her at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, she said, it was good, dot, 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 it was good, dot, dot, dot. I mean, dot, dot, uh, dot dot um i wasn't wishing for it to end so that's that's a pretty good i mean like given that it is a not an unsettling episode but it does kind of a kind of sharp ending because like just when you're getting into it it what an ending though yeah Yeah. what an ending so i mean i think i think it has a great opening and a great ending yeah but if it was if they had uploaded the whole episode i don't know anyone who wouldn't have carried on to episode two yeah yeah then so i understand that from uh, people who don't know anything about the character. Well, I understand that anyway. It just shows she was she wanted to know a bit more to make her her, her mind up, and they didn't quite give you it all. Yeah, which is a, it's is a good point. Um, and uh, just going back, circling back to the um uh, the opening as well. I saw it, and you know she doesn't like you know violence or, or graphic violence, and she was going oh oh, and she actually thought <laughs> I it was Mark feeling it the whole time. Yeah, and she goes oh, is he trying to show he's, he's a tough guy or something? And I'm going no, I think it's we'll just have to wait and see who it is. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, but very much a zealot, like a zealot kind yeah. of um, you know uh, in in that kind of mold. Uh, yeah, so a very um, big 
I want just a weird opening theme. The music as well I found was was fantastic. I love that. I really the, loved it. It come out with a it started out with a um a sixties song it had yeah. on the subtitles. Yeah. Uh something about a moonlight, which was which was obviously very I apt. think uh our friends at T V podcast industries have done a very good breakdown on Twitter of all the music. So Oh fantastic. Um, fantastic. I recommend everyone go read their thread. Um yep. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go and crib off it, but yeah, they, they break down what all the songs are. Fantastic. Which ones mention sleep and the moon and mm-hmm. mental health and things like yes. that. So um Oh, great. Fantastic. Oh, and I wanted to shout them out. We'll shout them out again at the, towards the end of the show. But go have a listen at TV Podcast Industries. They've released the episode one review now. Um, fantastic review. Uh, it really does break down the episode Yeah, I wanted to well. wait till after ours to listen to them. Me too. So, yeah, Me too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I've got yeah. it lined up, but I just can't yeah. wait to listen to So highly recommend they're, it. They're uh, always great to listen to. So. Always great. Yeah, links in the show notes. So, um, so yeah, the, the opening scene was uh, was quite amazing. Uh, I wanted to, I guess, bounce to when we're talking about the fish and him going to the fish store, the fish shop, um, and there is always like an underlying co- a comedic kind of like um, element to what I found. Like, because even she was having a bit of a, uh, a nice little jab about, you know, if you want your Nemo's, you know, go try to find a store that sells disabled fish. You know, you know all that. Yeah. So I like these like quirky little things, which I found uh, Stephen very much had. Uh, in it um but yeah i i found the the comedy quite quite nice uh, it was um it kept i didn't it find light. any of it none of it jarred me no maybe some of the ones maybe the fish shop woman i was a little bit like but then you have to put her into context like she has no idea what this guy's going on about oh yeah Exactly. And he's weird, yeah. and he's carrying his fish in a blender or whatever, you know, like <laughs> right. or whatever, whatever pot it is. It's like, uh, um, and he's not being aggressive, but like he's not being gentle either about it. Like he's obviously like het up, and sometimes you use humor to um, try and alleviate those kind of situations. Yeah, and, so, and Stephen does use a lot of humor as well. Um, it is pretty much. It, intrinsic to his character this Stephen which character. is funny because I mean it is quite a self self-deprecating more British sensibility in terms of the humor so mm. I like I like that it's not just the accent it's also using Britishisms and British phrases and and British humor and and just the way we talk to each other yeah no, it's great. It's a um, very interesting identity, a part of uh, yep. Mark Spector or Stephen. Uh, and we did have this whole discussion first of, you know, the accent being bad and how it's actually kind of good. Uh, it just makes me think the way that you're saying it now, Rebecca, about this British humour. Um, it must be something that, say, Mark has taken on board when he's created or, or this altar had um, yeah, come I mean, about. Um, I, I don't know how that influences. works. I'm guessing yeah. we'll get some uh, advice on how that works. But yeah. um, I mean, both the US and the UK, we get to watch a lot of each other's TV. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. you know, like, I mean, yeah. I was pretty uh, good on American slang yeah. when I was like 15, 16. So I wouldn't be surprised if he'd watched a lot of Doctor Who or, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Monty Python, whatever else. I'm trying to like age it. I, I don't remember what age, <laughs> what year it's at. But like, you know, there, there'll always be a sort of like, steady uh stream of like us uk cross-cultural and then he's obviously been in the uk a while because mm-hmm. um was globe uh, well layla says something like uh not layla um he says about his mom who we don't mm-hmm. know who it is um yeah. 
must live quite nearby because he said he was thinking of popping round. Right, so okay. And then, yeah, I think like, and there's obviously a sense that he's been living there for a while um, mm. and he has he has a job. I mean, he's not just turned up yesterday. So he would have been around Brits for presumably all that time. I wonder, Rebecca, this is just pure speculation. I wonder then if um, Mark has set up Stephen with a mother in the UK. Well, I'm I'm wondering yeah. if that's like a psychiatrist or yeah, yeah, okay, Mark's set up. right, like one yep, or the yep. other. Like there's because like I mean, look, it could be his mum, but it could be his mum. But then it, it yeah. feels wrong. Um, it does. But then I, mean, well, I need to yeah, tell everyone yeah. that throughout the episode, I kept saying he was a mummy's boy and I expect everyone <laughs> to laugh because of Egypt. And no yeah. one did because, I, you know, it's a proper dad joke. So <laughs> as someone said to me this morning, I have to hand back my British humour card. Oh, no, just my not gosh. Funny. No. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so, um, yeah, so we do get a lot of uh, – this was a huge introduction to Stephen Grant, basically. Um, and it's and, a Stephen Grant we have never seen before. And we have never seen, which we'll get to in, in the, the, the pointy, pointy end. Bit, yeah. pointy end. Um, but, yeah, so it, it's a huge setup of him. We, we do see the lay of his land, which is the uh, museum. There's a cast of, you know, supporting – Cast members of because that's what they are. Um, Donna, who he is his uh, manager, it seems in the retail shop, uh, want him to always do inventory. Uh, there is oh my gosh, I don't know the name of her. I don't know if they did they even name her the, the on the date. His date, um, yes, yeah. they named her in the captions. Dylan, mm. Dylan I watched it with captions this time, ah, and when gosh. she's ringing him, when they're ringing up after the date, it's named. Yep. Okay, yeah, I'll put it with captions as well. But when they had that conversation at the date, um, like I didn't bother looking at a name because I just, oh, I was just so like captivated by this unfortunate this um rejection. Basically, well, it is a rejection well, in I the mean, sense he that he was two days, up, well, he's not... two days late. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, when I say he stood her up, it's not like you know. Yeah. Obviously, there are reasons, but mm, to her, mm. he stood her well, up. Again, we're bouncing around. Let's let's go. Why he stood her up, or or he was late? There's there's these blackouts, Rebecca. This is a big thing in the time loss. The blackouts. The time the loss. Yeah. What did you think of it? There, actually, I didn't realize that during that van chase that there were a mm. fair few. Of, there were a fair few of them. Um, I, yeah, I yeah. There's a few cutbacks to Mark. Um, mm. Like the first one was very jarring. Of when he woke up, um, you know, the in, in the middle jaw. of the Alps. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And I <laughs> love that he said calling him a worm, a love worm. It. and parasite. He calls him a parasite as well. Like the and idiots in charge. We just have to say that as often oh, as we can. Title, title of this episode. Um, but I love it how he waves at the guy in the window. Hello. Oh, it's so funny. Hello. <laughs> the guy, yeah. And the guy with the gun. I mean, comes it's, out, it's what are totally, you doing? That's, that's comedy. Yeah. That's like situational yeah. comedy. There's no yeah. reason for him to do that, but it is funny regardless. It is hilarious. Um, he also doesn't know where he is, so maybe there's a reason to just be mm. friendly. He's a friendly guy. Yeah, but I mean that was really cool. That got the kind of the the blood pumping because it was an action scene, and then we get led into uh, meeting Arthur Harrow with all these. I'm going to call them zombified people because they just seem totally his, uh, in his thrall. Yeah. His um, uh, his cult. Yeah. Um. What I did find interesting, it it's not really uh elaborated on but those scales on his on his forearm which kind of his tattoo which moves yeah. or maybe is that what mark or steven is only seeing himself i don't know but he seems to have I mean, this it power did seem to move yeah 
Yeah, but he he seems to have that. Well, this is funny because Eve kept on asking me during the during the um while we we're watching. She goes, "So what is real?" I go, "Well, I'm not saying anything." Yeah. <laughs> She's going. It's so, what a lot of it's what a lot of the initial uh, yeah. people who saw the screeners were like. And I yeah. think they've just seen the first two. Yep. Initially, they were like, "Yeah, it's really hard to know what's real." Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I guess all of it because, is for now. Because also, as well, what I noticed in this the second viewing of it um, was, you know, just when he tries to stay awake, and there's that automated voice saying, "You know, hello, I'm going to try to keep you awake." Yeah, yeah. Why don't you start you know, reading or working on a puzzle? Do a puzzle. Do some and reading. I think all that and the stuff that he's looking at, all that could be linked into maybe this is feeding his his subconscious and psyche, and maybe that's what's generating. And so when he wakes up in the Alps, like even after that, and then he wakes up again back in London, Eve was going, okay, was so was that all real? And I was going, But uh, I'm guessing that's what Mark I'm guessing that's how, yeah. how Stephen feels about it. He thinks mm. it's a bad dream. That's why he laughs when yeah. he wakes back up in his bed, you know. But then yeah. he also I mean, and it's also why he's got the sand around his bed and you know, yeah. he's trying to see if he's but I don't know how, you know, to see if well, it's real or not. So I'm guessing he excuses it as being yeah. asleep. So, because he, so he thinks he's sleepwalking, right? Because he, he doesn't know he's got identities until, because uh, I, I made a mistake. I was thinking, I was just assuming he tied himself to the bed because he thought he knew he had another identity. He doesn't. No, know it that. seems he he seems that Stephen isn't aware of the other altar. No, not at all. Because we he, don't know but altar. Well, for now. He says at the beginning, because he goes, um, you know, he says something along the lines, I feel like I, I have to get in my 10,000 steps. I always wake up feeling really tired. Um, he he doesn't – I'm assuming no, he just thinks he's sleepwalking. Like he, yeah, I he, think he just thinks it's, it's dreams and that he's sleepwalking yeah. when he's not being tied and, to the bed. Yeah, and he's potentially doing stuff, but it's still him, but just in his sleep-like state. Because he seems genuinely surprised, obviously, when he – when he sees uh, first Conchu, which is a big friggin' freak out, but when he he sees Mark in the mirror, or when he starts, yeah, hearing yeah, because when voice, he's looking, because when he's looking around his apartment for Mark, there's no yeah. there's no indication he knows what he's looking for. No, no, and um, and again, I'm going to reference Eve as well. She goes, oh, so this is the first time he's actually heard Mark's voice, and I go, yeah, I think you're right I think because so, yeah. yeah, um, so this is the kind of origin of Stephen at least, but we know yes, this is Mark consciousness being aware yes. for the first time yeah um i really like that when like he first sees mark and he said we're going to be it's going to be okay and mark like just shaking his head <laughs> just, like, <laughs> it's not going to be okay <laughs> <laughs> i like that subtlety we get the introduction of the mirrors as well so um just in the in the bathroom that little circular mirror when steven finds that he has that phone call with Layla. yeah yeah with that Layla. was a cool thing and Layla's going what are you talking about um what's wrong with you mark and that's a big thing we've seen him. in the trailer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, like, sh- he's called that number lots of times. There's, like, 50-plus later. No, I think they're messages he's missed. Oh, message. Oh, he's uh, missed. I think they're phone okay. calls he's missed. So, like, uh, um, Layla's called him, like, thousands of times. And whoever Duchamp is. Duchamp, called, yeah. Well, yeah. we get our first little Easter egg there. I mean, yeah. that has to be for Is it the for first Minnow one? Hand. I think maybe um, we get our standing statue first. We do as well. Okay, double double barrel, double barrel double references. Barrel. Yeah. The first one was was Frenchie, Frenchie Duchamp. Um, Loonies, you'd know this, of course. Uh, yeah. And the other one, Rebecca. We don't know. We don't know. But, like, look, if he doesn't, he looks spitting image of Crawley. I did check the credits, Rebecca. And? Uh, yeah, Crawley played by oh, Sean God, Scott. Scott. So, yeah. So, I mean, if you didn't catch it, which is a very subtle thing, um, 
Looney's check out the credits. Uh, Crawley is in there, so we do get a look of Crawley. Uh, I mean, I have to say, having a standing standing statue guy being the person who's your ears on the street is pretty good. It is. I think it's brilliant. I love it. Um, it, It's, you know, when we first heard about this announcement, I did have visions and wants of, oh, I would love to see Crawley walk in the bar with a tea bag. You know, that, that's his <laughs> you know, We I might forgot. still get that. I forgot that was one of your. <laughs> yeah. We still may see him with some We tea. still may see it. But I love the idea that he's a busker and that he's a statue, that he sees yeah. all and hears all, but no one really notices him. Um, so, yeah, so we get two of those references as well. Um, look, going back to this dream or whatever in the Alps uh, with, with Stephen and Harrow, there is a lot of comedy in showing there's a very much like a Jim Carrey almost Peter Sellers kind of, um, you know, where he doesn't want to give the scarab to Harrow. Like yeah. he wants to, but he can't. Oh, he wants to, but like he's not in charge, <laughs> fully in charge. It's so fun. It's such yeah. good physical, dra- like comedy. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So, no, no, it's all right. Um, so, <laughs> you can see what's going on in the background. I can, I can. I can. Ozzy's, Ozzy's going to town. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, the scarab is is the is the thing. What do you call it? Yeah. It's the the thing that everyone is. We that, don't that's know what why, he's after. But everyone yeah. wants the scarab. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, Harrow wants the scarab. Harrow like, wants the scarab. Presumably, Mark and Conchu do not want him to have the scarab, so they count yes. as the other everyone. Or at least yeah. Conchu and Mark's like more amenable to doing what Conchu tells him than Stephen. Yes, yes, and and we do get um that towards again bouncing towards the end uh, with Harrow meeting up with Stephen. And another good point I thought was really cool was uh, he does. I was actually when I first watched it, I was going, "Oh no, don't grab his wrists! Don't don't read him, Harrow, because know, he killed that he woman." To read him, yeah, yeah. And so, but he read Stephen, and then he just goes, "There's chaos in you." And I yeah. thought that's so cool. That's so Moon Knight because we know but in the comics as well. He explains that he's some sort of connection with Amit. Yep. Yes, yes of course. Yeah, yes. and because uh, Stephen explains that she's the world's first bogeyman, and yeah, and he's like, no, no, only only if you're an evil do it. Yeah. So. <laughs> yes, and uh, she's doing what the the deity was doing stuff like what did he say? It's like um, about weeding the garden before the the um, yeah, the I mean, like judging grow. souls, so, right? Yeah, just judging like something weeding before... out people on their future evil. Yes, potential, yeah. Future potential for evil or good. So, hence, um, it could, can be seen as, as quite evil, um, you know, killing... We're not really into that kind of prejudicial... No. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, no, no, not at all. Yeah. Uh, but, yes, yeah, so we do see Harrow towards the end, and, and there's a big finale. Um, sorry, Rebecca, just, again, jumping around here. Um, oh, I right. did see a note of yours. I really wanted to um, to raise it, the great uh, Ennead. The... Yeah, so that's the so we find out that Stephen's a bit mm-hmm. of a um, starter Egyptologist that he's fascinated by the Egyptian gods. He's pointing yeah. out mistakes in the depiction of the great Ennead, which is the Inead, the nine yeah. supergroup of Egyptian gods, if I understand rightly. Mm-hmm. Um, he lists them, and he's sort of saying, "No, the poster's wrong. It's got yeah, seven. Yeah. It needs nine. And yeah. um, he starts, you know, he's sort of telling this little girl at the museum how they used mm-hmm. to do the mummification. And um, so he's obviously like, uh, not an expert, but that's also the books he's reading at Egyptologist, Egyptology mm-hmm. ones. 
So it's just something that he is. But it means we launch straight into that aspect of it as well, like not just through his museum work, but obviously he's interested in it. Obviously, yeah. Harrow's interested in it as well. So we know we're going to stay with Egyptian mythology here. Yeah. I mean, he even when he tries to stay awake, he he, he researches the, yeah. the Great yeah, Ennead the as well. So. Yeah. Yeah, so he's very much into that kind of law. He's almost, you could say, Gus has argue... a pyramid and an obelisk in his tank. <laughs> he does as well. So, so he's obviously, I loved it. you know, I love it. <laughs> I love it when Stephen tried to feed him sprinkles, sugar sprinkles. I know, from don't his do stuffets. that to your goldfish. I don't think you're allowed to. I also got very upset that when Mark dropped the chocolates, he was like, looked like he wasn't still going to eat them. Come on, Mark. I mean, Stephen, I thought he was going to, I thought he was going to eat them as well. I, I remarked. You should eat them anyway, five second rule. Oh. Yeah, I, I remarked Chocolate. to Eve as well. Yeah, exactly. I, and I remarked to Eve as well. I said, that is exactly me. Because when he dropped them, he had a huge sigh and then he bent <laughs> down. I said, that's me. Like, yeah. It's like, oh, God, why did, why did I have to do this extra work? <laughs> like, oh, poor, you know? poor Stephen with his roses and his chocolates. <laughs> oh, that scene was very, I think, it was so cool. Uh, he did it really well when he... It was very affecting. Like It was. It like, was. even though they've got that kind of comedy of being a vegan at a steak restaurant and, like, making yeah. the altars that different to have the vegan meat-eating. Like, you mm. know, Mark's obviously invited her out to a steak restaurant. Um, yeah. Stephen, but still he's still willing to go because <laughs> it's a date, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know? Um, but, like, so there's some inherent comedy there but it's not played at all for laughs like oh, even, it's when, know, like, when you, he you asks see some, you see it in some comedies where the waiters are like are you going to order yet yeah and this was more like he looked genuinely gutted oh, he was he didn't hugely know the day gutted. and yeah. that he'd lost two days and it's just like i feel that that was a more accurate depiction of how you'd feel if like your whole world had just kind of closed in on you like that and you just had no idea what was going on yeah, he he had that kind of look of um, he's trying to put on a brave face for the waiter mm-hmm. to say that everything's okay, but at the same time he doesn't really care anymore. He's kind of like, you know, I'll do you want? Yeah, how would I'll you like? How would you like this? Steak, yeah, yeah, and how would you like that? Oh, good, very good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you like it? I'll do that. Well done for you, sir. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. That's that's you know, you know, he's just yeah, really, I think, really well done, and um, yeah, he's genuinely very disappointed and confused yeah. and everything as you say so um a great scene that one was as well um and rebecca do you want to jump into anything in particular uh should we talk about the chase scene yeah. after he escapes harrow or as he's escaping harrow so like again there's some inherent comedy it's a cupcake fan he steals mm. so which means we get him fighting with cake and then yeah. saying sorry for fighting with cake, but I mean, some of those cuts must be terrible. Like, he says he can't. He just says he can't drive, which is absolutely yes. what a Londoner would say, because most <laughs> Londoners don't learn to drive. Yeah, right. You don't need to, uh, yeah. or a lot of Londoners don't. Like you'll find a higher proportion of Londoners, I'd bet, than than many other areas don't drive. Yeah. And then to be driving this this van and having people coming at you with guns and having to this crazy yeah. road, yeah. like. Um, and then the one point yeah. where he like snaps back to Stephen and he's driving backwards. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just like I mean, Mark is obviously a killer stunt driver. Yeah. Oh yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, that was well, terrifying I, I, but great. And I'm so happy that none of the chickens got hurt. Oh yeah, me too. So, yeah, I mean, like, because I can't cope with that kind of stress. Yeah, yeah. It it, it annoyed me um, in, in kind of a funny way because uh, I had to remark to Eve as well that where he 
passes by that chicken truck and that old lady gives him the finger. <laughs> it's like, because one of my pet peeves are, you know, just people being rude on the road. Um, and anyway, we had a similar uh, experience when we were, when, like, we were driving, Eve was driving and this, this older gentleman in his Audi, um, totally in the wrong, of course, and he passes us and he gives us the finger. And we're like, what, really? what the hell is this old to? Yeah. Because wow. That is so rude. But um, yeah, That's anyway. Amazing. Eve also did mention she noticed that like when Stephen was driving, he was driving on the left-hand side of the road. She goes, up, oh, but that's accurate for Stephen. <gasps> I didn't Stephen. notice that. Bless and I her. Said, yeah, yeah. And I said, oh, yeah, you're right. that's yeah. what he'd naturally do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that, that fight scene was funny. Even the things with uh, when he gets stopped at the end and the windscreen wipers are still working with the smashed yeah, yeah. windscreen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just really, really little funny bits like that. I don't, I don't know. I, I think uh, they – they work because it's Stephen, of course. I mean, you know, he's a that sort of character. Um, but yeah, it's good to have that. It's it's so different from the Marvel. I, know, other I, Marvel... I think. I mean, I think on the differences as well. I think we were talking about it when we um, when we first watched the the screeners. Is that like it's a very different Stephen? But mm. if you think Stephen's always been the one that um, that will be the one that is. The one you kind of like thinks probably the nicest guy. Mm-hmm. Well, she's mm-hmm. not. I think Jake's probably a really nice guy. Um, but more recently, Jake's become a bit more violent. But like yes. Stephen's that kind of the polished one with all the women and stuff like that. The one that yeah. that Marlene kind of prefers. Yes. Um, and you can see this is like the flip side of it. This isn't the charming. Mm. Uh, this is more the one who needs looking after. But <laughs> if any of my female friends are anything to judge by, they're all literally already ride or die Stephen Grant, but no one but hurt him. You know, <laughs> oh, he, really? he must be cool. protected at all costs. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, um, and, and I have to say, I think uh, Oscar did a fantastic job of like playing through all of it. The physical comedy, he did, the changes, yeah. The, yeah. the physical, the, 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 um, the, the, being scared and being sad and being just very mm-hmm. on Oscar Isaac. Yeah. Just, it seemed like a new level to his. And he carries the episode. I mean, like 90% of it's him. Yeah, absolutely. Really with just a bit as Harrow. So. Yeah. And, um, and also the glimpses of Mark as well. It has to be a very different personality. Yeah, I mean, we so don't get, get to see a lot of him, but I, I no. particularly like Mark at the end when mm-hmm. um, he was like, let me, let us, uh, let, let me save us. I think he yes. says. Yeah, yeah. It's let something like us. that. Yeah, let me yeah. save us. And it just seemed that, like, rather than ordering Stephen around, he that's the way to get to him. Yeah. It's like, you know, like, let, let me just do this. And uh, it seemed like the beginning of what I expect will be a long conversation at some point with some therapy. That, that yeah. helps that um helps i just saw one of my stupid notes about avatars when he said <laughs> people and, and anime <laughs> just well, yeah. i wanted to, um did that scene where you're talking about mark and and steven i did glimpse i think i'm not sure if it's meant to be a reference but there was this whole thing where steven kept on saying oh, i'm real you're not real i'm real and i was just waiting for someone to say i'm not real you, you know, yeah, you know yeah, of yeah. so i don't know whether that was a maybe alluding to that to that I, quote. I, I'm I'm guessing that came from the experience of many DID sufferers. DID mm-hmm. sufferers. Yeah, yeah, true. DID yep, systems yep. who yep. um 
I, don't, I mean, we'll, we'll raise this now. If you wait till almost the end of the credits, mm-hmm. um, you'll find they have cultural consultants, Judaism consultant, Egyptology, uh, Egyptology consultant, and a mental health consultant. Uh, and then they link to NAMI for anyone who needs help with mental health mm-hmm. uh, or information about mental health. And um, I suspect, and we know, you know, we, we luckily have people who can and chime in here, but, you know, from what I've, from what we've talked about in the understanding DOD chats, it mm-hmm. seems to me that that's that's where that came from. Yeah, okay. No, that makes because, sense. like, you know, like as as a child, because uh, you, you don't know what's real. I mean, like, I'm guessing at that moment, he's had so much like what's real, what's not real, mm-hmm. and then you suddenly get confronted with some with your own face. Yes. Oh, uh, that would make a very immensely... reasonable argument. Like you're going to yeah. get killed unless you let me. And you don't understand the give me the body thing. You've well, you already been harassed yeah. by some weird bird daddy thing. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> Which we haven't mentioned, Conchu, like brilliantly, I think, just um, shown on screen. Uh, I don't know if I was expecting to have this antagonistic Conchu, and I love it. It's like, I mean, yeah. I, I really do. I, I, thought, I thought we'd get a kinder Conchu to start with. Okay. Uh, I love he started off irritated because <laughs> that's oh, how yeah. I was used to seeing him. Like, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah, for sure. It'd be interesting to see if he's different with Mark. Yeah, I mean, if Mark doesn't take any of that crap from him, um, mm-hmm. probably has a bit of a firmer hand. Uh, Mark, I mean, not Conchu. Um, I mean, let's let's jump to. I guess I think the point. Conchu also looked fantastic. He did. Like, he did I'm great. amazed at how good CGI and wh- however they did it. Yeah, like eight. Foot, I mean, obviously eight they had to perform, but whatever, just, yeah. Really good. Looks, looks very good. And the voice, F. Murray Abraham. I think I think it probably sounds how I would think Conchu would sound, how I was imagining. It's got that just deep, resonant, commanding voice. He's got voice. a perfectly deep voice, yeah. yeah and it, it's, yeah. 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 Um, so if we jump, I guess we were alluding to some of these things, uh, the pointy end. So, Rebecca, yeah. just to... The things that to, we think might be more controversial. Yeah, just to round out our thoughts of this reaction of, of episode one. I mean, we haven't even touched upon a lot of these things, uh, but we can definitely cover them through here. Uh, the biggest thing would happen would have to be Stephen, I yeah, think. It's huge. I mean, like, yeah, it, it, this is not the Stephen of the comics. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's... Uh, and I think I it's, don't it's know a, what to say about it. it just is well, so. it is a it is a difficult pill then because as, as we said, ninety five percent of this episode all hinges on Stephen. Um, like we see Mark here and there, and we yeah. see Moon Knight towards the end. We see Mark towards the end, but most of it is is Stephen. So I guess something that would kind of rub you the wrong way if you do expect Stephen to be, you know, the billionaire. Um, from the comics, this is not it. So you're basically yeah. getting something that's very a, a huge departure from. Plus, the you're books. seeing this character, uh, the character sort of being put in that kind of uh, dweeby sort of yep. position, that's, which we, well, we don't often see him in. I mean, it's one of the things we don't like when he gets a bit quippy and people quip with him. Is mm-hmm, that him mm-hmm. being put in that position of people mocking him? Yeah, um, yeah. You get the feeling that people are a little bit mocking Stephen. Um, and and I, not seeing it from Mark's point of view uh, means we miss the the worst of the violence that happens in the episode because mm. yep. we cut back to Stephen after yes. each time. Well, that's another thing as well, Rebecca. We've got in the, the pointy end here the, the lost time as a potentially a lost opportunity. Ooh, I like that, um, Rebecca, for 
uh, missing out on seeing this action or violence. We we don't. Yeah, see any I mean, of this I think it's I think it's pretty clever given they they're constrained by um, uh, what do you call it by what how much they can show. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I admit. Um, but I think I definitely can see how it could rub people up the wrong way. And, yeah. um, you know, I hope it doesn't happen all the time. I want to see some fights from Mark's end as well. Yeah. I mean, the yeah. way I see it, sorry. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, the way I see it as well is that this episode is very much establishing Stephen Grant. And look, I, I have the benefit, and, and you as well, Rebecca, we, we have seen the other episodes, but I'm just saying that um, this episode was very much Stephen. And it seems to me that they really are taking time to flesh out not only the character that Oscar Isaac is playing, but the characters that he's playing. So we get Stephen. So we we get deprived of Mark's involvement in it. I mean, we don't even see him other than in the mirror at the end. So um you, you know, it's very much from Stephen's perspective, and I think that's that justifies for me the, this lost time. Um, and, and like yourself, I'm hoping down the track that we do see uh, more stuff of Mark or more stuff of Moon Knight. Uh, speaking oh, of yeah, which, of Moon Knight as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> forgot about him. <laughs> speaking of Moon Knight as well, Rebecca. Again, this is no real secret, but um, the, the last scene, the fantastic scene where he's beating up on the jackal, uh, the reveal of the suit again. So uh, again, uh, it's been promoted now a lot. We we know yeah, what the it's suit grown looks on like. Me a lot, so mm. I thought it looked all right. Yeah, it looked all right. Yep, yeah, so it's very much uh, on uh, the Egyptian bent um, mm-hmm. version. I guess if we are to look at the comics, you could um, you could parallel it with uh, is it Earth X, and potentially. Yes. <laughs> I'd like to see potentially not that it actually does appear in the Fist of Conchu, but since Fist of Conchu is so Egypt uh, centric. Mm-hmm. I think. I mean, I think. I think, think we there. we both we were both asking the other day um, why Alex Ross was in the thanks, and it's definitely mm. the Earth X sort of. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, because the the whole creative team for that, I I didn't screenshot the thanks to, but um, oh, yeah. they're pretty much as expected, I guess, minus Warren Ellis. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Um, but yeah, the big one was Stephen, and and just. On that other fact as well, Rebecca, about him being um, such a, as you say, a dweeb. And I think the dweeb and the comedy uh, may, again, as you say, I mean, we, we talked about it, may um, affect some people's viewing of it, not really yeah, wanting and, to and see Moon Knight side, as a comedic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, flip side, people who do want to read Moon Knight from the show are also going to be in for a bit of a surprise the other direction. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. True, true, true. Of course. Um, yeah, I think th- those pretty much cover the, the pointy ends. I think yeah, I mean, I'm not particularly, I, don't, I don't think people would be too upset about the change in location uh, to London. Nah. That doesn't seem to oh. matter as much. Or Mark being from Chicago. They seem to me more sort of yeah. stylistic changes. Well, uh, I like to, I mean, I like to think that for anyone that has read the Mensch run and or the Mark Spector run, he is a globetrotter um, yeah. before yeah. he settles in. So this is nothing new. Um, if, but no, I'm, I'm expecting people to criticise a few of those things. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, it'll, it'll be interesting. I can't wait for our follow-up And I'm not saying anyone well. shouldn't, right? I'm just like, no, no, just no. giving you like this Absolutely. is how it got us, not 
Yeah, exactly. We're we're trying to yeah. preempt it. Um, it'd be exciting because I, I want to read. Um, I want to see what all the other loonies had to say. Yeah, as well. definitely. Because like you know, um, we've only really talked about it among ourselves. Um, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I'm very excited to see how other people took him. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Any other any other final thoughts, Rebecca, on this? Don't think so. I think we've no. we've covered it the, pretty well. Music was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it's I like the music. Great. And again, check out check it out CB podcast. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I like the wham as as well. Uh yeah. Uh, okay, well, shall we rate let's let's do a rating anyway. Um so episode one, Rebecca, the goldfish problem, using of course Connish's rating system. I think I'm gonna just uh, go nine point five. Yeah, nine point five. A full moon heading towards yeah. a big fuck off moon, <laughs> and uh, I, I'm going to give it a big nine point five as well. I, I, I really did think uh, it, it set the scene for us. Uh, I can understand if maybe that sort of television comet. It's not full on comedy, but that no, sort it's of not humor in there. It's, it's definitely a kind of. It, I mean, it has and it has horror moments down the hallway. And, oh, fantastic like, horror moments, intrigue yep. moments, and it's you know very much like spy thriller. So it's. Yep. I mean, we're, we're mentioning the comedy just because it's um, it's quite different. From, I think it's slightly different from the other MCU comedy, but um, mm. yeah, it, it's kind of a mix of genres, and and I yep. like that. And we don't know where it's going to go from here. I mean, we have yep. some idea, but like. You know, from watching this, there's no I. You know, you don't know which one's going to become a dominant genre. If one's going to become a dominant genre, etc. Et yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean, and nine point five, I give it um, taking a, a shred off the the top, only because Rebecca, and this is a very small quibble, only because um, I felt some of the CGI stuff looked a, a little bit um, not as a green screeny. What do you call it? You yeah, can see I think the outline, particularly yeah. in the chase. I think less so yeah. once you get to the museum. But yeah, yeah, yeah. No, exactly. The jackal was less so uh, yeah. towards the end, but definitely in the Alps, I, I noticed there was a little bit. I could see the outlines of people, you know, the screen behind them, that sort of stuff. Anyway, uh, a little quibble. So nine point five there. So loonies. Get your feedback in. We're going to have a, a big discussion, uh, a bit more of a, a deeper dive. This was Rebecca and my uh, our initial reaction, spoiler-filled. Yep. Get your uh, feedback uh, in because we want to hear it. We want to definitely hear it as well. Uh, and you can, I might as well shout out it now, uh, email us at feedback at itkmoonlight.com uh, or you can check out all our other spots Um on itkmoonlight.com i think you can leave a comment there on facebook twitter youtube uh get vocal uh, discord as well all in the show notes go check it out uh, a big spectacle again to tv podcast industries go check out i'm going to have a listen rebecca after we've done here or we're done mm-hmm. here to their review on episode one i dropped in some thoughts um for them as well uh which will probably be shown in their, their subsequent episode uh but yeah really good podcast derek john and chris do an amazing job go check it out and check out their uh breakdown of the music too uh well rebecca yep that well, about wraps speak to you that again at the weekend yeah we'll see you at the weekend uh, episode 274 there'll be a panel of loonies with your loony feedback as well um and sorry i should thank you all all the patronies as well daniel drew frank justin derek kyle wayne jordan josh james anthony russell Michael, Mario, Gavin, and Matthew, thank you so much. Thank you so much, sponsors. 
and thank you to the collective as well who we are a part of so anyway rebecca with that yep. make on you watch over the denizens of the night later gators <laughs> later gators see ya. later gators see you bye and affiliated characters, stories and events are properties of Marvel Characters Incorporated. Materials used and discussed within the podcast are intended for critique and review purposes only under the fair dealing concept of the current Copyright Act. The views, information or opinions expressed during the podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the copyright owners. Are you looking to start a podcast? Yes! Then see this episode's show notes for our unique promo code to get up to two months of free podcasting service with Libsyn when you sign up for a new account. Get your show on Apple and Spotify. Get helpful audience building stats and all the support you need to sound your best. They can even do video. Bring your podcast to life and have your voice heard here, there, and everywhere with Libsyn. Again, see our show notes for our unique Libsyn promo code and get podcasting.